Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It's the Morning Five for Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. And as always, it's brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Bryce, it is National Chocolate Cupcake Day. Can I interest you in a chocolate cupcake? Absolutely not. I imagine that. Yeah, that's going to be a note. Actually, the kids over the weekend made chocolate cupcakes. Um, and yeah, that was a no-go. I do not like, I don't like any type of cupcake, especially chocolate ones. So uh, no thank you. Really? Like no, no cupcakes at all? Nope. Hate cupcakes. Absolutely hate cupcakes and most actual cakes. Not a big fan of cakes. Why cupcakes? I just, eat the- just don't like that. I don't know. They're they're dry. They're nasty. That ugh. it's too there's the the sugar on the top. I I might could do it if it didn't have the the icing and the sugar and all that stuff on the top possibly. But I, yeah, just not a not a cupcake fan. Not a not a cake fan really. Um. So uh, no thanks on the cupcakes. Okay. It's also National uh, Mashed Potato Day. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're getting down with some mashed potatoes. Yeah. And, oh, and yeah. I have to, for see, I grew up a lot with um my mom made like legit mashed potatoes growing up. Like so I want to make them. She cooked the potatoes and then threw them in a bowl and then and mashed the hell out of them. Like yep. then I find out that other people will do box mashed potatoes and I'm like what is this? <laughs> now, the only other way to do mashed potatoes other than from scratch, which every time I make mashed potatoes, it's always from scratch. Always. I have a massive recipe that I've used for probably eight years. Um, that is, I use, I, I especially use it. I make a massive bowl of mashed potatoes on um, St. Patty's Day. I make, I make like <laughs> literally like 10 pounds of mashed potatoes. I make a ton. The only thing that I've ever found that even comes close to homemade from scratch mashed potatoes is Bob Evans pre-made uh, mashed potatoes that you can get. They're not in a box. They're like in a little plastic tin little thingy. Uh, yeah. They sell them at the grocery store. Those Bob, Evan one, Bob Evans ones are the only ones that come close to homemade ones. But yeah, the box mashed potatoes, barf. That's not mashed potatoes. That's <laughs> as close to mashed potatoes are as instant grits are to real grits. It's it's not the same. Well, you and I... You and I have talked about this before. I'm not a fan of grits anyway, so. That's because you're not from the South. You're a Northerner. No, I am from the South. They're We've not. talked about that before, too. They're not. Don't like grits. All right, Bryce. The uh, AP dropped on Saturday. Their latest top 25. We're going to go over the top 10, uh, as always. Let's start with, uh, and I'll check with you on, on these. Number one is uh, UGA. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. I think they deserve to be there from... Uh, the work they did last year, the work they've, they've done this year. I mean, it, not impressive wins at Kent State and Missouri, but but they're undefeated, you know, and uh, 
their their whole season is ahead of them right now. Um, we'll learn a lot about what Georgia is in the next four games. Um, so I'm perfectly fine with UGA being number one. I think they are probably top to bottom one of the most talented teams I've seen in the nation. Um, so yeah, I'm completely fine with them at number one. Florida's got a big thing coming this week. And yes, yes, <laughs> yes, they do. I don't think Florida's ready for this. I agree. I think I think it's going to be ugly. But it, that dude, you know how that game always gets every single year. Florida comes in with a, a one in five record and somehow beats Georgia or something. I don't think I Florida shouldn't beat on paper. Should not beat Georgia. But it's stuff. Goofy stuff always happens. Uh, our Buckeyes number two. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I, th- I think there's an argument for them to be number one. Um, but UGA at one, Ohio State at two, Ohio State at one, UGA at two. I'm, I'm fine with either of those. Uh, w- w- uh, the biggest argument against Ohio State is we haven't played anybody. I mean, we've played Notre Dame. That's our biggest game, and Notre Dame looks like complete crap right now. The Marcus Freeman era might be over up in Notre Dame uh, before it even really got started. So, uh, yeah, I'm fine with us playing uh, being number two. Uh, Tennessee, number three with their big win against Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I kind of made the joke yesterday. Tennessee makes one big win in the past twenty years, and they get moved to the third in the in the poll. Um, <laughs> that was sort of a sort of a tongue in cheek uh, uh, a joke. And they deserve to be number three. That was a massive win, um, big win at Rocky Top. Like us, like Tennessee is like Georgia. I mean, their whole season is ahead of them. So we're gonna see what what Tennessee uh, is made out of. I'm completely fine with them at three. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, and you made the you made the point. Look, the next five weeks are really going to determine. Where we're Tennessee gonna find out was, a lot. Alabama was one of those games, and man, they took care of business. So Alabama, not good, not I, as, I, good as we thought. I think they're still good. I don't think they're as good as we thought. I think they're easily a two to three loss team this year. I mean, they're going to. I mean, if they somehow end up still winning the West, they're they're losing to Georgia. So they're thousand percent loss team thousand percent and they'll be in a they'll be in a new york new york new year's six bowl and man i i tell you i'll look at the top 10 outside of oregon i don't know if i would favor alabama in any matchup against the top 10 team okay uh that team up north michigan uh number four yeah michigan michigan this year is kind of like michigan last year you know last year they didn't play anybody the offense Sometimes clicked, sometimes didn't. We talked about how bad they were and overrated, and they didn't play anybody, and then they came in and beat Ohio State. So, you know, I, I'm fine with where they are. Um, Ohio State and Michigan are, are sort of the exact same team. They don't play anybody until they play each other at the end of the year. So it, well, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be an undefeated number one ranked Ohio State team versus an undefeated number three or four ranked Michigan team to face each other at the end of the year. So I, I'm fine with them um, at, at four. Yeah, I'm fine with that. They had a really good win last week. As much as I hate them, uh, they had a really good win against Penn State last week. So Penn State sucks, and they does not deserve to be in the top ten. They're terrible. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they're a top twenty-five team, honestly. Outside Ohio State, and Michigan, I don't know if there is a single team in the Big Ten that deserves to be in the top twenty-five. At uh, Clemson, at five, uh, lower. I, I still have zero faith in Clemson. I would put Clemson at seven. Um, yeah, I, I have zero faith in Clemson. I think they are vastly, vastly overrated. Alabama six. I'd move them up to five. Um, you, you know, it's Bama. They look terrible this past weekend. And like I said, if they faced anybody in the top nine this coming up weekend, I wouldn't favor Bama in it. But they have Nick Saban. I mean, they have the greatest college football coach of all time. You have to think that they're going to figure out that defense because that defense was absolutely. Hendon Hooker and that offense is good. 
they're not that good. Alabama's defense was horrendous this past weekend. Seven, eight, nine is Ole Miss, TCU, UCLA. So I'd move, I'd move Ole Miss up one. I'd move Clemson to seven, Bama to five, Ole Miss to six. Uh, TCU and UCLA still undefeated, I believe. So I like them at eight and nine, and Oregon at ten. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Oregon sort of had that one uh, bad loss at the beginning of the season, but is that even a bad loss? Like on paper, it looks like a bad loss, but Georgia uh, is is just you know leaps and bounds more talented than Oregon. So uh, you look at that thirty six. Yeah, yeah, you look at that and you're like, Oregon's not a top four team. I don't think that's. I don't think they're going to trick anybody to think they're the playoff team. But I, I don't know. There's such. There's just such a massive, you know, void between the top six teams and the rest of the country. You know, it seems like so. I, yeah, TCU, UCLA still undefeated in the top ten. Oregon at number ten. Other than that one loss to begin the season, uh, they played really well. All right, Bryce. We took last week off uh, because I could not find anything this week. Uh, you took the reins and decided to bring some audio fun to the program. Yeah, we got a uh, we got a couple of a uh, couple little sound bites here. Uh, the first one we're going to play is from the uh, AL ALDS game. Um, I forget which one, but this is from an ALDS game. Let's listen to see what the announcer is trying to say here. A swing and a miss. Just wiped him out with a big curveball. Man, the curveball has some serious dick to it right now. Excuse me? Uh, one more time. One more time there. A serious what to it? A swing and a miss. Just wiped him out with a big curveball. Man, the curveball has some serious dick to it right now. Hmm. Wait, seriously, my, my question is, what was he trying to say? I maybe stick some serious stick to it like the curveball was dip maybe yeah yeah maybe stick dip i'm not really sure i seriously have no it was a nice curveball i will give him that it was a very nice curveball that died on the inside edge um so yeah that was uh was very strange i don't remember who those announcers were but yeah that was a that was a very very odd this next one is from and i forget what football game this is but um the quarterback likes his tight end quite a bit sticking that thing in there to his big tight end <laughs> we are Fred's children <laughs> one more time folks this is uh, top broadcasting right here sticking that thing in there to his big tight end see the bad thing is is you're going to hear this and then you're going to start using it <laughs> oh absolutely of course I am he's going to stick it right in there to his big tight end I mean come on who's uh, <laughs> that has you had that has to be a pre-planned thing. Like that's not something you just say oh. in the moment. You know what I mean? That's something. That's uh, that's that's certainly something that you plan ahead of time. Sticking it in there into his big tight end. I mean, that's not that's not something you say oh. on the go. You know what I mean? And uh, we have another one. We have another, we have a couple more. This okay. one is from the SMU Navy game. The SMU mascot, who is a live horse, came out on the field and uh, left some remnants behind. Right after that SMU touchdown, they did bring the live pony mascot across the way and just deducing kind of what's happening here. Perhaps a little leftovers remain on the field to play. Required some extra attention. And I do believe I have seen it all now. Well, weird things tend to happen on Friday night. We've seen some close games, some incredible comebacks. and. <laughs> We've seen it all now. <laughs> 
<laughs> we have seen it all. So if anybody is not quite sure what they're talking about there, a little bit of pony poo left uh, on the football field after the SMU. I forget what their mascot's called. Um, yeah, right? well, yeah, but I, he has a name. Like their their mascot okay. has a name. I just don't remember what it is. Uh, but yeah, a little little pony poo left behind by the SMU mascot on the field. I'm trying to think. That has. To, I think that happened before at an FSU game, didn't it? I feel like it probably has. I I can't remember off the top of my head. But bravo to the announcer. And you know, you talked about how he had to. The previous guy had to have had that planned out. Wordplay, yeah, deducing, deducing <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, this, like, this was something that was certainly obviously not pre planned. This was very, <laughs> you know, off the cuff. Uh, very good job, very good job of announcing in uh, nice little innuendo there. Uh, and the last one is from the I believe this is the Eagles game with Mr. Chris Collinsworth. Uh, this this clip is actually quite viral going around the internet, so I'm sure you've heard it before. Uh, but I, I listened to this probably 15 to 16 times yesterday and cried every single time I heard it. How about if you get a little taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. I, I just laughed so hard that snot came out of my nose. Um, yeah, when I heard Chris call, when I heard that call from Chris Collinsworth, I about <laughs> fell out of my chair crying. Man, that was uh, that was that was a fantastic, fantastic call. So that's our that's our audio fun for this week. You have a big tight end, uh, an odd curveball, pony poo, and Landon Dickerson being a good running back and coming down your throat. I just I don't know what Collinsworth was thinking. As much as we try to be a, a great family program, there are moments that our our childhood just comes out in this. Yeah, of course. Why not? All right. Uh, let's talk about the Braves offseason really quick. Um, Bryce, I think, and, and this is without me even looking at the sheets, is I think there are two major needs of what we need. Um, I think we need a, a frontline starter. Personally, and I also think we need a left fielder. Our left field has been a black hole all season long, um, and I think uh, it's it's a big issue. So those two are the things that I think the Braves need the most right now. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that one. Um, I, I, you know, frontline starter. When I hear that, I think of I think of an ace. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure if this team needs it. I'm not going to be upset if we sign them, obviously. Uh, but it, Degrom, Degrom is a free agent, right? I don't think he's a free agent as of right now. He may be. I think what hap- is supposed to happen is I think he's opting out of his contract. Um, so he would become one, but I don't think he has one as of right now, or was scheduled to be one. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I got, I got you. I, I have heard that there are rumblings that Degrom wants to come over to Atlanta. Um, so, you know, I don't know what that number is going to be. Atlanta's not really into paying outrageous amounts of, of older, you know, free agents. Um, so just, just looking at the starting pitchers now that are going to be free agents next year. Uh, David Price. Pass. I don't. Uh, yeah, pass. Uh, Chris Sale. Nope. Pass on him. DeGrom. 
I'm, de- I'm good with that. Depending on the number, I think I would like DeGrom here. Uh, He's what? Still late 20s, early 30s? DeGrom's 34. Is he really? Yeah. DeGrom. Now, this might be the age of him next year because I'm looking at the 2023 MLB free agency list. Um, yeah, he's 34. Yeah, so he'll be he'll be 35 next year when the season's, but still 35 for a pitcher. That's I mean, that's not. I'm fine with that. I, it's you know, it's like a quarterback in the NFL. You still got you still got a couple more years of of good of good arm action in you. Justin Verlander, any any interest in that? He's almost 40. I don't care. Verlander's winning the the uh, Cy Young yeah. year. It, now, he does have a player option next year for 20, so 25 million. So. He could not even be available, you know, in the in the off season. Right. Um, some other starting pitchers up there: Carlos Rodon for uh, San Francisco. Do what? Carlos Rodon's not a bad idea either. He's he's a pretty solid pitcher. I I, I wouldn't mind having him, but at the same time, it would have to number would be okay for me. And and he's and he's twenty nine once again player option, so he might be back with San Francisco. Um, Noah Syndergaard, who's not even a starting pitcher anymore. He's a bullpen guy. Uh, I, what happened to him? He seems to have really tailed off the past couple of seasons. Um, a couple other names on here. Adam Wainwright, he's going to retire, so that's not really an option. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, I'd be pretty shocked if he didn't go back to L.A. Uh, I don't want any part of him. 34 older. Nathan Avaldi. Um, the starting pitching market, honestly, next year, Zach Greinke. Um, Carlos Carrasco, Aaron Nola. Uh, let's see, Nola. What is Nola? Nola has a club option, so he's not going anywhere. They're thousand percent picking up uh, Aaron Nola. Um, but the, yeah, the starting pitcher market next year is not very good. Sonny Gray, Luis Severino. Um, so really, outside, honestly, outside of like Degrom or Verlander, I I really would rather just us kind of roll with what we have, you know. Um, and, and you talk about left fielders. The the, the left field market is uh, it's even it's even you know thinner. Uh, why is this not updating? I mean, yeah, M- Michael Brantley, AJ Pollock, Joey Gallo, Tony Pham, David Peralta, Jock Peterson. Um, I, you know, yeah, I'd sure. like to bring, I'd like to see Jock bring Jock back, but uh, you know, maybe we get a right fielder and move Acuna over to left field. Uh, you know, that's an option. Would you like that option to get a right fielder who's going to be a free agent next year and move Acuna over to left field? Mm, no. No? No. You sure? I know Aaron Judge is there, but we could Aaron, put him Aaron. in the left. Come on. Aaron Judge is there. You, you can put him in left. I'm good with that. That's fine. That's fine. Give give Aaron Judge back up the Brinks truck. I'd be fine with letting Dansby go if we signed Aaron Judge. I'll go that far. Well, speaking of Dansby, that's something that we've got to talk about, too, is you, you hope that Dansby's one of those players that should get re-signed. But, I mean, we thought the same thing about Freddie. So, you know, yeah. there is, um, from all accounts, there is interest from both sides. We just kind of make sure the numbers match up. And, and he had a monster year again this year. Um, and he has played some of his best baseball the past two seasons uh, in his career. So... It's, and they have Dansby right now, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, as the eighth highest market value free agent right now. They they estimate his market value 
at 24.8 million yeah, per season. Million is probably going to be where he was going to be. I think I'm fine with that, man. Honestly, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't do with the books, and I don't, I'm not in charge of the Braves' uh, finances. But I, I'm fine with 25 million a year for Dansby. I think he's, I think he's that good. I, I think well, he's really right good. If if we don't get Dansby, it's going to be Carlos Correa or uh, Trey Turner. And Trey Turner has a higher. Uh, market value than than Dansby does. Trey Turner's market value is at a thirty three point six million, right? And they Trey Turner's a year older, so I, I would assume bringing back Dansby would be easier. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. In our closer position, you know, Jansen's a free agent this year, and Iglesias um, they signed. Closer's fine. You think we're gonna do Iglesias? This is one hundred percent gonna be our closer. Just let Jansen kind of go out. Jansen was fine, fine experiment. Great. I, yeah, he he led the majors. I think I think he led the majors or at least the National League in in, yep, in here. So, um, yeah, he was great. Um, he was great for us. Yeah, there were moments where he was, you know, but that's that's a Braves closer for us. It seems like Will Smith had a really good year last year, and but there were moments that we wanted to strangle the hell out of him. You know, that's this, baseball. This, this, yeah. <laughs> Billy, you ready to get the Marine South scoreboard? Yeah. Yeah, so much happened last night. You have been digging deep for nuggets. Yeah, nothing happened. We huh. uh, we had nothing. Nothing yesterday. But we do have a ton of stuff on the Stumpet games and events calendar tonight. Super regionals start tonight for softball. State playoffs start tonight for volleyball. So all of these games, they're not regular season games, folks. These are super regional and state uh, state tournament games in softball super regional central versus cherokee bluff at 4 p.m that is at central harrelson county versus providence christian at mount perrin that's at one o'clock and the winner will play at seven o'clock versus the winner of mount perrin versus columbia a lot of these softball games they will have two softball games um in one day and i believe all of these super regionals are double elimination so if you do take one loss you will move down to the elimination bracket where you can still have a chance to win your super regional uh which i don't expect this next team herd county versus claxton at noon uh i don't expect to see them in the uh elimination bracket i believe I'll, i'll see them you know winning every single game until they get to the championship so Heard County versus Claxton at noon. Winner plays at 6 p.m. versus either Irwin County or East Lawrence. Uh, Temple is at Bryan County at 5 p.m. And that is your softball super regionals for tonight. We have one game tomorrow, and then we have more games on Thursday. The volleyball State playoffs. VR is uh, playing host to Cambridge at 5.30. Heard County is playing host to Bryan County at 5 p.m. Temple versus McIntosh at 5 p.m. Bremen versus Cedar Grove at 5.30 p.m. And Carrollton versus Valdosta at 6 p.m. And those are all state championship, or excuse me, not state championship, but state playoff. Yeah, those are all uh, state playoff games. Let's go locals. Let's get these knocked out and um, move on. Yeah, a lot of of great. We've said this every single podcast. The amount of talent that we have on the west side in women's athletics it's nuts man i would put i mean softball basketball volleyball now flag football you know i know that's not exclusively a women's sport but there's a lot of good girls out there that are playing it so uh, the the amount of talent that we have on the west side in our girls uh, athletics is I, dude it's, it's unfair it's i feel like it's unfair to a lot of these other schools for us 
good uh, to, yeah i'm, good I'm to happy with it out. yeah <laughs> yeah i'm i'm fine with it <laughs> Bryce, you need another cup of coffee indeed sir let's get it another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor hannah strong with the robert goolsby real estate group uh the guardians yankees game last night was moved uh to tuesday afternoon today so of inclement yep. weather again pouring down rain uh they even i have a buddy actually that lives um up near there even they even got some snow yesterday so yeah very bad weather up there speaking of snow it is cold outside bryce i know it's you love colder it. than hell it's dude i have i have fuzzy socks on when we get off this podcast i will be going to put gloves on and a beanie oh you're such a wuss i hate uh, this weather it's terrible dude, it makes me want to move to florida preparing as dolphin starter versus steelers are you okay with this? Yeah, I'm I, as long as long as he's you know been cleared by some other doctor that was not the first doctor that cleared him. Um, yeah, they got to get Tua back in there. That Dolphins team right now is in a downward spiral, and hopefully Tua can straighten him out. Cam Akers was sidelined as Los Angeles Rams search for a trade. That's odd, dude. I know they have Darrell Henderson kind of sitting there, uh, you know, waiting to, to play, but it seems like a really odd move i don't know it was uh, yeah. yeah i don't know who they're going to trade him for what they're going to trade him for but cam Akers is a really good running back so whoever whoever picks him up is going to get a very nice polished nfl court, uh, running back those washington commies the carson carson Wentz has surgery on his finger yeah he's going to be out for four to six weeks i believe i saw so you know it just keeps getting worse for the commies not only do they have to play in that poop filled stadium uh, maybe they should get the smu mascot to come poop on the field too they're gonna have poop in the stands and poop on the field um, yeah, Carson Wentz goes out. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's good or bad for the commies, though. Honestly, the way Carson Wentz has been playing. Yesterday on another cup, we we talked about uh, Robbie Anderson getting uh, benched or you know kicked out of the game by his coach. <laughs> it's the very next day the Cardinals traded for Robbie Anderson uh, after Marquise Brown got hurt. Yeah, that was that was kind of crazy, wasn't it? You know, we talked about Robbie Anderson getting his uh, his coach telling him to get out of pra- or get out of the game. And then a couple hours later, he gets traded to the Arizona Cardinals for a sixth-round pick, I believe it was. Um, this comes on the heels of Marquise Brown injuring his foot. I believe Marquise Brown is out for six to seven weeks. Um, they're not ruling him out for the season yet, but the way the Arizona Cardinals are playing, their season could be over in six to seven weeks. So We'll see what Robbie Anderson can do out there with Kyler Murray, but Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray have to find some middle ground because it's clear that those two hate each other. Yeah. Uh, new UFC policy prohibits fighters from wagering on on the promotion's fights. How is this not already a rule? I don't know. That I read that I read that storyline this morning, and I read the article, and apparently this was never a rule. If you were in the UFC, you could wager on UFC fights. I, cool. What? <laughs> that just took me back, man. Like, there's no other sports entity that allows that but the ufc does that was that was crazy i yeah stunned i was stunned by that chargers win last night in overtime on dustin hopkins fourth field goal of the game dude dustin hopkins couldn't even walk he was on the (laughs) sideline with a massive like like it looked like a heating wrap over his thigh i mean he he could not even walk last night when they were lining up for the field goal i was like this dude's not gonna be able to plant and like swing his leg and kick this field goal and lo and behold he kicks the game winner i don't know how he walked out there much less kicked a field goal kicked a game winning field goal uh, dude kudos to him that was that was a pretty decent game last night between two crappy teams and how bad do you feel if you are the broncos 
uh, GM and you signed Russell Wilson to a 17 bajillion dollar contract and he's playing like absolute dog crap. <laughs> uh, that's pretty bad. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks signed or extend DeAndre Hunter a four year, $95 million deal. How are you thinking about this? I don't know, to be honest with you, man. I, I think, I think, I think Hunter's a nice piece. Um, is he good enough to be a main piece? He's going to be what? At least third fiddle, probably fourth to to Murray, Trey, fourth Murray, John, Trey, and JT at least. Yeah, I mean that, that's twenty three million a year that you're paying DeAndre Hunter. You're paying your fourth option. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. That was a weird extension. It came at a weird time. Hopefully, it pans out well. Hopefully, DeAndre Hunter kind of turns a corner this year we'll 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 see but it's he's 24 he's averaging 13.4 points per game uh 53 games last season so i i don't know we'll see it was very that was very odd move i feel like we have a lot of wings we have too many wings almost well we'll prepare for uh hawks basketball tomorrow oh we will we will get into hawks basketball we will get into hawks basketball tomorrow baby uh today in 2009 quarterback uh, tom brady throws five second quarter touchdowns against the Tennessee Titans an NFL record for touchdown passes in one quarter. Yeah, he's good. He's he's good. He's not the goat for no reason. He's not the goat for the great, no reason. Greatest greatest of all time to do it. I I have uh, no qualms saying that. He is the greatest quarterback in NFL history. Yeah. Stupid yep. Michigan guy. Yep. Six round guy too. Yeah. Old flabby white avocado ice cream eating jerk mouth kissing weirdo. You got anything else, buddy? Nah, man, I'm good. Let's get out of here on a Taco Tuesday. Actually, a chili Tuesday. I'm going upstairs to start making chili after we get done with this podcast. Are you really? Yeah, baby. I'm gonna throw it in the crock pot and let it cook, and we'll eat it about eight o'clock tonight. Mm, so I'll stop by about seven. Yeah. Yeah, stop by. We'll still be at practice, so just come by and get a bowl and leave. <laughs> <laughs> what which happened is, to half our damn chili? <laughs> which, is, which is the way that our interactions typically happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, for Bryce Farling, I am Billy Lindahl. Have a great day, everybody. Keep warm. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors! <laughs>